Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible. Welcome to the NFC East Show, the only show keeping the NFC East honest. I've got Tom with me. Yo, yo. I've got Chris with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Super Bowl week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how the playoffs went before we jump into some of the, the big happenings in the NFC East. Uh, this is an, a, somewhat of a delayed emergency pod due to some Giants and, and Washington news we want to get to, but yeah. there is bigger stuff happening in the NFL this week. Um, bigger uh, than that? Bigger <laughs> than Washington changing their name? Whoa. <laughs> no. Believe it or not. Uh, Whoa. Fireworks. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just acknowledge, Tom, we were, we were very wrong about our Packers, Bills. I know. I know. I see that now. We were, we were divisional round wrong about that. Yeah. The Super Bowl oh, yeah. matchup this year is. I was, I was on that with you guys. I was on that with the Packers. I don't remember if it was Bills for me. Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl matchup. I was, on it. Is I was on it with you guys. Yeah, yeah. It was the Bengals and the Rams are playing each other. Anyone have any like overarching playoff takes they want to get off their chest before we jump into NFC East happenings? Uh, well, I just want to point out that I was right about the Bengals winning their divisional rounds. But that was about it. And uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I mean, uh, hot takes. Um, I I I don't like the Rams for some reason. I don't know what it is. There's they just don't seem like a really good team to me. <laughs> like they they are really kind of just like overall good. You know, but I just I just don't see them as like outstanding in any one particular area. Um, but that's also how I feel about the Bengals. So I, I guess this one is kind of a wash to me. Like I truly I think this is going to be a great game or an awful game. Um, well, that's, what, that's what makes it super interesting, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I also don't care at all. But like for that reason, I care. You know, yeah, like, but that's 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 the beauty about it. If you don't care about the Super Bowl, because you're like, oh, I don't care who wins and whatnot, then it's like, oh, cool. Then I want to watch because I yeah. hope it's a good game. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to hear me go off on like a like a like a one minute to two minute rant about my conspiratorial takes about the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, I was hoping I you would. Please, please, <laughs> please enlighten us. All right, uh, listeners of the podcast know that I've long said that Sean McVay is a fraud and that he's been anointed um, offensive genius and the next Belichick before actually earning it. He's made one Super Bowl before this one in his career, and he lost it 6-3, to three, which is <laughs> definitely the sign of an offensive genius. Um, and I think the reason why uh, the NFL and the media has – taken to Sean McVay is not just because he's young, uh, good-looking, a good face of the league, all that sort of stuff. I think they're actively trying to make football in L.A. a thing. And the NFL has given the Rams every advantage possible over the past five years to build a team worthy of winning a Super Bowl and ultimately can win one just so they're relevant 
in their market. And I think what we're all kind of keying in on while we all kind of have like a knee jerk reaction against the Rams is we all kind of feel this team being shoved down our throats when no one wants the Los Angeles Rams. That's my take. So, hmm. I don't think like there's almost like a parallel to the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you're I mean, just you're just trying Lakers to bring team. in talent. You're just trying to yeah. bring in people and not necessarily talent that's like up and coming and good to go. Like there's a lot of old talent on the Rams. Yeah. Um, you got you got Odell, you got Von Miller, you got uh Stafford. You got Matt Stafford, you got uh Aaron Donaldson, is that his name? Uh Aaron, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is is the he's, one he's player actually that's really good he's, and like drafted. yeah right and i would argue that he's probably the one player that keeps their team relevant year, week in week out year in year out um, which is pretty crazy for a he's a defensive end right yeah he's yeah. Like, he's like a flex defensive tackle defensive end he's like he's yeah. big enough he's big enough frame-wise to be defensive tackle they often line him up inside but he's got the pass moves of like a prime yeah like Reggie White. It's insane to watch him play. Um he's legit good. I don't want to I don't think the Rams are bad. I just have this knee-jerk reaction to every t- like the whole like Matt Stafford like redemption story. You've seen me go off on like the yeah. chat about this. <laughs> where it's just like the Lions are not a like it's not like surviving cancer playing for the Lions yet we're being fed this story like he's He's this, like, hero. Like, oh, like, good for Matt Stafford. It's like, no, he was a professional quarterback. He was on yeah. several winning teams before. They're mm-hmm. trying to, like, it's like, oh, like, he finally is with this, like, genius. And he's finally with a good team. It's like, well, the Rams aren't a good team yeah. historically either. Like, why are you making right. something that they're not, you know? Yeah, um, it's as if he suffered through yeah. the, the, the the Lions when it's like, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. He he took him to the playoffs at least once, I think, right? He took him um, to the playoffs twice. He had four or five different above 500 seasons there under both Jim Schwartz and Jim Caldwell, right? I just I just think maybe it's more of a, our perception of the Lions than it is anything else as but, far as that take goes, though. Well, I think it's just it's like we're playing team. for the Browns, right? It's like, oh, look at how the Browns have turned around since Baker Mayfield showed up. It was like you go from this hot mess to something valuable. I, and now, listen, I, I agree with you, and I don't want to say that this is the only part of a team success, right? But I would also argue who is responsible for that perception of those teams. Is it our perception or is it how these teams are framed for us in the markets that they play in, right? Right. Like if all of a sudden like Matt Stafford in 2012 or whatever whatever year it was, he's playing with Calvin Johnson, he's got the Lions 10 and 6. If the football world revolved around Detroit being like, look at this fourth year, like – top 10 quarterback playing with one of the best wide receivers of all time in Detroit. Detroit's one of the best football cities in the world. Well, and we got all this hype around them. Like we're getting mm-hmm. around Los Angeles right now. Maybe that Detroit team does better that playoffs. Maybe they're, maybe they're a, an emerging dynasty, right? But the league doesn't care about Detroit. They don't give attention or resources to Detroit. And they just kind of let Detroit languish while they're actively like literally building Los Angeles up to be like this big football town when it's just not like, 
You kind of you need teams like Detroit, like you need that storyline of this team's always trash. Like there has yeah. to be a team like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, it's, I, it's yeah. I, I, and I, I we're going to talk about them in a few minutes. They're called the Washington Commanders. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, let's just let's just move Detroit to Washington. Let's just make yeah. Washington the new Detroit Lions. But can yeah, we um, can we hybridize that team? Be the Lion Commanders. <laughs> 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 I just I just get a picture of like a circus MC with a chair and a whip just just like keeping a lion back that's just what I think yeah. when you say that yeah. Do we, all right let's uh I'll get off my soapbox about the Rams my point is is don't fall for the hype root for the real team going into the Super Bowl it's Bengals yeah. everybody everybody should be smoking yeah. a cigar at the end of the Super Bowl yeah. when Joe Burrow's doing Joe it Bur- I mean, Joe Burrow's awesome we need a real team to win don't don't let don't let fake Los Angeles get a ring don't let uh, Hollywood yeah. steal your money, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, Sean McVay, 0-1 with three points in a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson, 1-0 with 41 points in a Super Bowl. <laughs> Never forget that fact. Get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the real offensive genius? Ask just, yourself. Well, <laughs> I just think yourself. of how, how McVay is a uh, protege of Shanahan. Of Kyle yeah. Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan is also defeated in Super Bowls. When he is defeated in a Super Bowl that he easily could have won, yeah. <laughs> you know, he he literally lost that game, and then he just lost to the Rams. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, do you want to talk about the Giants' movements first? Or do you want to talk about Washington? Uh, I. This is I kind of our, like, best of the rest episode. Like, we talked about the two teams that lost in the playoffs, so we're going to talk about the two teams that didn't even make the playoffs, you know? <laughs> Let's talk about the Giants, just because yeah, that's some real football talk, and then I think that we'll have some fun with the Washington stuff. Um, so the Giants firing, or well, retiring Gettleman, yeah. and firing Joe Judge, yep. um, hired their replacements. Uh, they're getting some Bills blood, some Bills mafia down in down in uh, the Meadowlands. That rich builds blood into the water, like you said, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Shane is uh, the GM, and Brian Dable, former offensive coordinator for the Bills, is the head coach. Also, news breaking yesterday, losing Patrick Graham to the Raiders, so the Giants yes. are also going to be in, mar- in the market for a new defensive coordinator. Yep. But, uh, yep. yeah, I guess I guess my big questions after this are, you know, for the GM for for Joe got to come up with like a Trumpian nickname for Joe Shane at some point. It's got to be like sleep. It can't be Sleepy Joe. That's just I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, it, we need to, we need time. We need time. Yeah, to we need develop time it. to see how he how he how he how he grows into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, what do you think are like the roster building priorities for him? Like, where does he need to spend the most time and resources on this roster right now? I feel like, um. For better or for worse, a lot of the skill position and quarterbacks, whether you like them or not, they probably are going to get one more season with this new regime to see if they can get any more out of them before they start moving away from them. Yeah. So I guess where else on the roster besides, let's assume Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and a handful of the wide receivers are going to be sticking around. Most likely. Most likely. Where, where else Where else in the roster do you think uh, Joe needs to be casting his eye? Oh, I mean – Giants needs haven't changed just because the uh, the general manager and the head coach change. You know the the needs are still uh, up front in the trenches. It's offensive line. So I mean, obviously you want to 
you want to spend a lot of your resources and time as uh, you know, searching for protection for Daniel Jones, especially if he's going to be around next season. But you know, also, do you do you go after players that are going to be free agents next year to bring them in to you know have protection, or do you go after new players in the draft? You know, you really don't. I mean, look if you look at the Giants' like receiving core and Saquon, which by the way I want to talk about in a minute. Um, I mean, they're not terrible. Uh, could be better but it could be worse. So I feel like you have to leave that alone and just develop them as they go, like with Kadarius Tony, And uh, I mean, I, I could care less about Sterling Shepard, but um, I, I think I, 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 you're right, whatever. And uh, that's, that's, that just shows you how much I care about Sterling Shepard. But <laughs> I could care less. I I, yeah, there you go. Sterling Tom could but I could. <laughs> but, uh, you still got some stake in the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, Sean's fine with Sterling Shepard because it doesn't affect yeah. the Eagles too much. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think uh, I think it's it's all about – right now it's all about the line. It's all about line. It's all about um, protection for Daniel Jones. And then even on the defensive side of the ball, like right there in the trenches as well. I mean, like, you know, this is a team that is so used to having, like, a commanding pass rush, like, you know, back in the day with LT and, you know, even in the early 2000s with, like, Michael Strahan and OC Humanura. But – it's just it's all in the trenches, and that's where football is won. Yeah. And that's 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 where it needs to be focused. And I mean, I don't know what Dable's gonna do. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not upset with the hiring. Um, uh, you know, I a lot of people were on the Brian Flores train, which we'll get into that in a minute as well. But, oh yeah, uh, I forgot to throw that on the running order. That's okay. That's okay. I, we should I probably want... talk about the lawsuit. <laughs> it was in my head, and we'll talk about it. But I, I that's why I wanted to throw it out there. But. Um, uh... I mean, yeah, that's that's basically that's basically what the Giants need to do. It doesn't matter who the GM is, who the head coach is. It's all about the trenches because that's where the football games are are won. So yeah, and I uh, I have the other question here. It's like, can Dable work with Daniel Jones? And I I I want to hear your thoughts about that too. But I think it kind of dovetails into what my thoughts are. It's just like in my mind, I think the Giants are probably going to be bad again next year. But yep. they need to be bad in a productive way more productive way yeah than they've been bad for the past four years right and i think yeah. that they do that by at least eliminating <laughs> one variable of badness on their team which is just shore up the offensive and defensive lines yeah. right so like if they actually can protect daniel jones then you're actually able to evaluate daniel jones and brian dable working with daniel jones to see if you yeah. have something there right yeah but yeah. if it's a revolving door and this guy still can't get settled into actually playing football at the professional level after five years you have to move on from him for no other reason than just like he's he's got fucking ptsd for playing for the giants for five years like yeah. it's like well. you know like and uh same with brian dable like he could come in with like the you know all the offensive experience and ideas and plays and everything in the world. But if he doesn't get the time to actually execute them with the players he has down by do, down, yeah. how can you actually evaluate him as a head coach either? So it's Not like, be able to do anything, if you yeah. can at least eliminate one variable of badness, and I think it starts on like the base of the offense and the defense on the lines, then you can at least adequately evaluate what you have on the second and third levels of both uh, both teams, and I feel like that's got to be the mentality going in. I I don't know. I feel like there could be some life uh, with Dable and Daniel Jones 
there if if they do get that time. I'm excited to see how how things change up next year yeah. for the Giants. But well, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I said last time, I I think the Giants are going to do worse, unfortunately. But if they can do worse with a little bit of production, like I, I, if they lose, but they're still scoring points and doing better than they were last year, and Daniel Jones does start to develop, and you know maybe they get him protection, and maybe him and Dable are uh, a good combo. I mean, we'll see. I'll be I'll be fine with it. I, again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. I'll be pleasantly surprised if the Giants wind up winning six games next season. I I will be shocked, and I'll be happy about that because then I think at least that shows a little bit of production. But I mean, it, it depends on what they do with offseason moves. And I've heard I don't know if you guys saw this, but I heard rumors that Saquon might even be on the trading block. They might even throw him out there. Which you know what I would why, I think why not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I might be okay with it. I like. I think I, that's when a we, good idea. When we drafted Saquon, I I loved it. I was cool with it. But now, now I'm like, you know what? If he leaves, and if we can get some good pieces for him, I'm fine with it. You know, because I mean, running backs, running backs. I you yeah. know they're. The only reason you pick one up off the street, like right? Can't, didn't we say that last time? Yeah, yeah we, dude, it's, one of them, it's one of them street backs. Get, get one of them street yeah, backs. Exactly. Street backs. But like, if you're if you're not going to win anytime soon, having a, an amazing running back isn't really going to be it's all that helpful help. to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, the only reason why I don't like it is uh, I don't want Jerry Jones to get the idea that is a good idea. I gotta be honest. If uh, that would if be that fun, what to see Saquon in a Cowboys uniform? Shh, fuck that. No, 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 but no, just no, just no, the no. just the tension of having an, an ex Giant on a on a Cowboy team and no, having no, to see, play I, each other. Well, I mean, that's interesting to think about. Uh, Bring him to the Eagles. Actually, I was just more concerned that like Jerry Jones would just look at the Giants and be like, "Oh, maybe I should trade my running back because you can't build running like teams around running backs." Because like, <laughs> that would immediately yeah. clear up the cap space and give them some picks, and they could just run with Pollard. I think they'd be a much better team if they actually just flipped Ezekiel Elliott to someone else next year. But uh, it would be interesting if they did trade for Saquon to replace Elliot because Saquon's still on his rookie deal. It'd be saving them a whole bunch of cap room and they'd have probably a equally talented running back in their backfield. Saquon's going into his fourth year, third year, fourth year, I believe he's going into his fourth year. Okay. Yeah. But I think I, he's still on his rookie deal and I think they have a fifth year option on those. So if they did trade him, whoever trades for him can potentially get him for a cheap, for two years yeah. before needing to re-sign him to another deal. Um, but yeah, um, interesting times. I think it does make sense, especially, you know, I I personally believe that you don't need, uh, you don't need top 10 talent at the running back position to be a good, uh, to be a good football team. And even if you do get lucky enough to have one of the top 10 backs in the, in the, uh, in the league, you don't need to spend a first round pick on getting them. You can take shots on mid round guys that may overperform yeah. then invest that much up top. Cause I think with running backs, you end up sinking too much money and resources into a position that ultimately doesn't sway the game that much mm-hmm. when you're good. And they, and they don't last that long either. Exactly. You, you know, like there may be like five, six years of like strong productivity, but then after that, yeah. it's like a steep decline. So, yeah. Um, I think teams like, uh, 
like I would say the Broncos, Eagles, et cetera, actually have a good philosophy when with running the backs. The dollback philosophy. Yeah, like just yeah, I think it's through, a smart idea. Turn yeah. through cheap, like good late first round, early second round, third round mm-hmm. running backs, and like don't let don't re-sign them. Just churn through their rookie deals and then like yeah. cut them by like for year four. Yeah. They're good <laughs> yeah, options. You know? They're good fantasy well, options. The Patriots yeah, do that yeah. too, and I think that's yeah, do the Patriots. That's exactly who I think of. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, think about it. Think yeah. about like the top the top running backs in the league right now, and what teams they're on. Like Christian McCaffrey, Panthers, not doing anything. Dalvin Cook, Vikings, not doing anything. So I mean, it just goes to show you that you could be a top ten running yeah. back, but like it doesn't mean that you're going to propel your team to a uh, to a Super Bowl championship. You know, it, it just. You it's just such a pass-heavy, such a pass-heavy league. Well, yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's like how the NBA switched to shooting all threes. You know, it's just kind of what ended up happening. Everyone just started getting really good at throwing and catching. And so, if you can move down the yeah. field quicker, uh, running the ball at this point is just controlling the clock. Like it's nice to get some extra distance with it, but it's, it's not something you need. Um, yeah. You're really looking for maybe two, three, four yards, uh, and then just controlling the clock. Which you need, um, you need talent at the position to be able to do that consistently. You need an offensive line and to be able to do that. Line. But you, you, you don't need a difference maker at that position to do that at an elite right. enough level to win a Super Bowl, I don't think. But yeah, right. um, reason for optimism, I think. Some initial optimism in the offseason for the Giants. Immediately met with uh, some very NFC least type behavior from the Giants. <laughs> a lawsuit immediately following the hiring... Um, levied against former candidate for the hood coaching position, Brian Flores, alleging yep. um, racial discrimination in the hiring process. I uh, I don't really know how to begin to unpack this. Um, I think that... Well, there's there's so many hidden pretty, layers that we are not aware of, the public is not yeah, aware of at I this mean, moment. My, my take on it from what we know is I don't necessarily think the Giants are uniquely biased or uh guilty of this behavior as a as a rotten he's doing apple. the nfl isn't he it's the it's the nfl it's not the yeah but he's, he's giants. citing it's, the giants he, yeah, he, he also cited the broncos too yeah and yeah yeah he just aired all of his dirty laundry he's like this is the yeah. injustices i have felt um and yeah. specifically called them out and to that point it's like i don't think that the giants are like a bad apple per se unique amongst the people called out by Brian Flores. Um, Mm. I just think that they're endemic of like a, a more root problem. The NFL has across all 32 teams with diversity and how they value minority talent, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that Brian Flores is, uh, is taking a stand and, and speaking his mind in, uh, in the legal process about it. I think it's hilarious that the evidence he cited against the Giants was essentially Bill Belichick, like, (laughs) narking on the Giants. (laughs) 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 Saying that uh, he texted texted Brian Flores saying that, oh, I heard that that, uh, you were the front runner, then realizing that he meant to text Brian Dable. (laughs) Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, question. So we've had Deflate Gate, we've had Spy Gate. Is this one Bill Gate? <laughs> I, I, I want to get on a plane right now just so I can slap you. Bill Gate? 
Oh, Sorry. Man. My favorite my favorite meme floating around about that is like people made memes of like Bill Belichick looking down at a phone, being like Bill Belichick changing his contacts, and it's like white Brian and then black Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't even know what goes on in the mind of Bill Belichick. Like, he's so cryptic to me. Like, I, I if he has, like, weird, like, racial things going on, I wouldn't know. No, I, <laughs> I just have no idea what's going on with that guy. What's so funny with it is, like, people immediately think he's, like, more gamesmanship. Like, oh, like, he purposefully texted the wrong Brian, former assistant of his, just to screw over the Giants and be part of this or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. This reads more like bill belichick being the boomer he is and just kind of having yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i just uh i, yeah, I, I, I really just said it up. to the wrong i texted the wrong brian <laughs> and uh and for that reason i suck yeah. <laughs> how do you uh how do you take back a text yeah. how do you, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i mean do you have it i mean Tom, as a Giants fan, do you have a do you have a, a different read on this? Do you feel like this is a like I I'd, more, I'd rather discuss this more from just the Giants angle because I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of like racial justice in the NFL. I just yeah, I mean, that. I don't think uh, three white guys are ready to yeah, talk about that. Yeah, no, no. I think we're good just leaving it as like we acknowledge it's a problem, and I hope the lawsuit is productive in terms I, of advancing yeah. the agenda. You know, I, <laughs> that's not this podcast. That's yeah, our no, other no, podcast. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, Speaking of which, welcome to the uh, the NFL law. Podcast, the only show with the NFL honest with me and my lawyer friends. um, No, I I think you summed it up pretty good, Sean. Um, I think I think you're right. I don't think the Giants are super high on the pecking order, as to speak, as far as like the any racial indiscrimination or like ongoing problems that the NFL or any of the 32 teams. Uh, have with their hiring process, but I, uh, I, I just, I, I, I mean, I feel bad in a sense. And I, I, again, there's just too many hidden layers to this that we're not going to know the entire story until it's all over with, yeah. which could take a couple of years, honestly. So speaking of which, I, I mean, I think the most explosive allegations in this suit is more what he alleged against the, uh, the dolphins owner. That yeah. he was paying the he was paying Brian Flores to lose, got pissed at him that he wasn't losing, and then all while having the conflict of interest with him having a, uh, uh, I think a minority stake in a uh, in a sports betting company. It's like that's a that's a racket. <laughs> well, you know um, what? I got when I saw this, I definitely knew I was like something happened in the Dolphins organization that really blew this over. That's why I say the Giants really aren't high on the packing order, but yeah, um, I think I honestly think the Giants process was just like the straw that broke the camel's back in Flores. He probably had all this dirty laundry piling up over the past like five years, and then the minute yeah. he didn't get, if he had just gotten the Giants job, he would have stayed silent. But the minute yeah. he didn't get it, and he he realized he'd be unemployed this year, he was just like, all right, yeah, yeah. The dogs are coming Go for out, it. you know. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, all right. Speaking of Brian Laundry, sorry. <laughs> Florida, of, it's all Florida. Sorry, it's, it's a Florida <laughs> thing. 
what if what if, the, what if the headline to that wasn't like Brian Flores uh, sues NFL? It's Florida man sues NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, everyone would have read that article. Everyone. <laughs> Uh, well, I think there's no better transition point to start talking about. I mean, really just a cesspool in its own right. Really, the Florida of the NFC East is Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, <laughs> Washington uh, reveals their new name for next season, for all seasons, until who they knows decide to when. change it again. They'll be henceforth be known as the Washington Commanders. Woo. Uh, yeah, woo. Woo. <laughs> uh, Tom, I think you got this one, right? You called this. I called this one, yeah. You did, you uh, got it. I was all on the Armada train and it didn't happen. <laughs> what, uh, all right, let's get, let's get, let's just go around the horn. Who, who's got like an initial hot take reaction? Tom, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, initial hot take reaction. Yay, I was right on a whim. Um, but, also, I mean, like when I heard it, I was like, I was like, you know what? Any name that they would have chosen for this fan base or for this team, everyone was going to get pissed off about. And I, I know for a fact that a lot of Washington fans are obviously upset with it. Um, you've got like your the Boomer fans who are like, there was nothing wrong with Redskins. It wasn't offensive. Then you have mm-hmm. like all the you know millennials and Gen Z people that are just like, uh, it's a stupid name, uh, uh, you know. So, I mean, you weren't going to appease anybody here, but in two years' time, everyone will forget about it and just be fine with it. And uh, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Like, Commander-in-Chief, President, Washington, D.C., okay. And then, like, oh, General Washington was the commander of the Revolutionary Army. Uh, okay, I can see why they picked it. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever. They could have named themselves the Washington Sack of Shits, and everyone would have been... Uh, the same exact way, in my opinion. So it's uh, it's it's moot. That's <laughs> yeah, a little a little more accurate in that case. Chris, what do you <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> do you have any takes? Uh, yeah, my mind's going to all sorts of places on this one, and there's there's so many different angles to approach it from. I I, I think I honestly, if it, if it were me, I wouldn't have done any kind of big announcement. I, I just would have changed the name and called made it that's it you know like it doesn't need to be this big deal it's like hey here's our new name bye um i think obviously from a financial standpoint they want to make a big deal out of this change but it's like to me you know that trevor noah thing that i posted it was just like how he said oh yeah headline in 1890 commanders take over uh, native americans or, or, or whatever it almost seems like that to me it's like okay so we had this one representation of Native Americans. Mind you, we're talking about kind of a racist name to them. But then what you do is you get rid of that name and now you put in something that is historically white. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so I, um, I, I think they were probably hoping it'd be a little more neutral. But I think to Tom's point exactly is like that name reeks old white men. Like, that's what I think of when I think of commanders, you know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, uh, whatever. I don't I don't really care. He's right that people are going to not care in a few years, just like nobody, like, people were pissed off that the Raiders went to Vegas, but now nobody gives a shit, you know? It, it is what it is. You have your allegiance to your team. 
most people just stick with that. Very few people way uh, just uh, change. So as far as the name goes, whatever. Like I don't, yeah. I don't honestly care. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to your point, I don't think that uh, I don't think we should be relying on Dan Snyder to be a bastion of progress and happiness uh, no. in any a kind of, of hope and change. I think it's pretty. No. Uh, it's pretty on brand for him to be pretty conservative and you know be very vanilla ice cream about what he chooses or what is the winning team name after this. So I think mm-hmm. ultimately, this kind of. My take about it is like it's not that big of a deal. Like I think even the people reacting to it as if it's a big deal are too in themselves about it. It reminds me a lot of when Cleveland changed their name from Indians to Guardians yep. in baseball where mm-hmm. I'm just like I think the teams deserve credit for going through a rebranding process. Um, like as much as I hate Washington, they could have easily just kept doubling down still to this day and keeping Redskins yep. as their yep. name and they didn't. And while everyone can get on them for not changing it earlier, I think they deserve credit for changing it at all on some level. And even if they, even if it is like a lame milk toast white man name, like <laughs> commanders, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it is what it is now. And it can change again in the future. If the tides of the market and what people want from their football teams change again yeah. in another 20 to 30 years, at least now we're not actively like, having a racial slur and a judgmental diminishing minimizing word being used in the NFL. At least now it's just like generic, like military nation. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> you yeah, know? no, you're, you're right. You're right. I, yeah. Like, they, yeah. Teams that go through a rebranding process do deserve credit because at least it shows that they are open they're open to the criticism and they're open to, you know, trying to, uh, I guess I just, you know, change with the times. Yeah. Yeah. Change with the times, be sensitive about certain things and realize that maybe the old ways weren't the best ways. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the hope. Again, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I would rather you just do it and not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just me though. But that's but like, that's not gonna I mean, happen with an NFL team. Yeah, I think I think you even I think you even kind of said the reason why it won't happen at the end is just like we're these are these are money making enterprises and it's yeah. like they want mm-hmm. they yeah. want hype, they want these names to be embraced, and they want people ultimately to buy you know, merchandise it's, it's also, to support the team and continue paying the bills and pay the players yeah. and have a successful franchise. Exactly. Right? And you're know not going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. Know? Well, you know why also if, if you look at Forbes, I'm pretty sure this is still on the list. But if you look at Forbes, like top 10, like most profitable clubs in all of sports and all around the world, believe it or not, the the two football franchises that are within the I they used to be in the top five. I think they now maybe maybe they're just in the top 10, but are Washington and the Dallas Cowboys like in the world. They're like richest clubs. So they're. They have to. They have so many eyes Seriously, on them. Seriously, they are? Yeah. If you believe it, no, I think number one and two are like Barcelona and Real Madrid. And then yeah. number three is the Yankees, New York Yankees. And then number four and five were the Dallas Cowboys and Washington. I, yeah. they, it might have changed in the last couple of years. They may be a little lower on the list, but they were on there. So yeah, Dallas uh, Cowboys have habitually ranked as one of the top in the NFL and thus the world. I yeah. think Washington's got to be up there. The whole point – like. I know I keep saying this on this podcast, but it's like the whole point of, I, I want to like, for me, the reason why 
I even talk about these teams through this lens is like they do generate so much money because all like every city these teams represent has so many passionate people about these teams that are so willing to like spend money on like merchandise, mm-hmm. spend their time watching these games. Like these are some of the richest markets in the country, let alone the NFL. And all four teams, Giants, Philly, Washington, and Dallas, all rank in like in terms of like market size, like richest in the league yeah. and thus yeah. richest in the world. Like I know the Eagles are like top yeah. ten, top fifteen in the world as well. I think the Giants somewhere a little behind that just because they split the New York with the Jets, but are still pretty well off as well. Um, and it's just like the one thing that sucks about this is just like, you know, having owners that seem to care more or just like like sit on top of those money piles and don't really do in the be- what's in the best interest of the fans and the club, which I think we can probably talk about a little bit more now. It's just like, when is Dan Snyder going to just leave like i like is this gonna be his last contribution to never washington no he's gonna he's also gonna buy the broncos and (laughs) he's gonna gonna have two teams he's gonna hybridize these teams and try and like collude with both of them to try and win washington denver's Denver's. (laughs) like i just want to throw this out just like so congress is now requesting requesting the nfl to deliver all the documents related to the toxic culture and all. Like oh, yeah, the, yeah. The workplace misconduct. There was another story that broke this this week that, like, the cheerleading team that has alleged, like, basically uh, sex trafficking also said there was cameras in their dressing rooms that, like, Redskins uh, leadership had access to 24-7. Like, they felt like they had to hide in different corners of their dressing rooms or dress even outside just so they wouldn't be caught on camera. Like, tell me, like convince me that Dan Snyder sitting on top. Like he's, his whole thing has been like, we've done multiple trainings. Like this isn't us. Like these were bad apples, but it's like, how, like does the apple really fall that far from the tree? Even if they're no. bad apples, like if this is no. constantly happening and like, yeah, Come on. Like, it's because you're not as as an owner, you're not taking it seriously enough. Yeah. That's so yeah. that that's that yeah, it is your problem. And it <laughs> it is and you. The big, the big the big problem right now is people are starting to accuse so this whole thing is like originally the NFL hired like an independent investigator to like look into like this workplace allegations. And that was the first report that came out. Right. And now Congress is asking for more information to hand over all the details that report. Cause now people are alleging essentially the NFL, that independent investigator was more like a thinly veiled PR consultancy to try and mask the real damning evidence from getting out. Right. It's like they, instead, instead of being like, Oh, like we're going to hire this person as a, bystander a third party to actually exact justice and and look into this they're basically paying someone to like pretty up the damning documents and and get washington off the hook yeah it really feels like the nfl is complicit in protecting dan snyder right and the nfl of course so many things like i would say they they do that with their star players and shit all the time too like it's it's they do it in public (laughs) it happens all the time this is no stranger to what they've done in the past 40 years it's just now protecting snyder they're building up 
Los Angeles Rams when no one wants the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I, you know what? I think yeah. I'm out in the NFL this offseason. I think I think this is the season. But that's what I was telling. I've been trying to get out of the NFL for such a long time, but it's a freaking drug, man. Yeah. It's addicting. But it's, it's not even like the sport is great. It's really just the people like govern it, govern yeah. it and own it yeah. have a problem with. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. <laughs> like the product still super fun, but yeah. 40 to 60% of the people in charge I could just do without. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. I agree. That'd be kind of a cool um, thing if everyone just like stopped playing and like started their, like there's nobody to play. Nobody wants to play anymore. They go start their own leagues elsewhere. They just play in like people's backyards. <laughs> then that street running backs are true at that point. Hella street running backs. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Everyone, so, so you think you can football they start <laughs> you start having a American Idol-esque football so we'll audition show, show. <laughs> we'll see how Washington how this situation evolves legally with Washington but I, I, I really if I had to I would bet Dan Snyder is gone before the end of next season something has to Something over. really drastic has to happen in order for him to to willingly step down or be removed from the team because he's not going to go anywhere. When he dies, he is going to get buried under the 50-yard line of FedEx Field. Let's be real. That's yeah, FedEx the real, Field is still that's there. That's the real cursed Indian burial ground. As if well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to get buried with, like, you know, the old like Redskins helmet and whatnot. Like that's <laughs> just so that it's ingrained in that field forever. Did you, uh, before we go, did you, did you guys see the memes about the commanders and like how people are taking it as like, it's really funny. Uh, apparently there was some leaked merchandise like before the name was announced um, where they were like experimenting with the tagline, like the people's team underneath the commanders like try to make it like oh like you know we're washington like the fans are in uh like all that but like people immediately started running with it like it was like a communist meme and then as soon as it became commanders people just started calling them the washington commies and it's been like <laughs> taking all these memes of like football players in like russian hats and like, <laughs> and, like old russian like <laughs> like like army uniforms and stuff. Commander Gorbachev. <laughs> like, I love it because it's just a brilliant way to troll Dan Snyder as well. Like, could you imagine mm. just like Yeah, but does that troll group? him or does does that troll him or does next year he decides, oh, we're gonna have some ultimate un- uniforms and then they re- unveil the helmet and there's a big C with a red star or something <laughs> like that? Like Oh my God! What if? Yeah, what if he was just part of the Communist Party the whole time? And we go into this whole like, just because of the way America is, we go into this whole like McCarthyism era again, where we start accusing blacklisting people for being oh, commies, no. <laughs> especially because like Russia's like gotta invade the Ukraine. <laughs> oh my God! We're going to another Cold War. Dan Snyder is at the heart Dan of it. Snyder, Dan Snyder, <laughs> history will look back on Dan Snyder for starting World War Three. Just <laughs> all right, uh, boys. Uh, one, more, I... one more note. What's up? Okay, nope. You're I was good. Say one more note to leave, leave off on. Congratulations, Doug Peterson, being hired in Jacksonville, the only non-fraudulent offensive genius in the league. <laughs> Fuck Sean McVay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well actually, on that on that note, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about um, the Jackson lovely Hill? hiring. No, no. Uh, the, you're talking about like fraudulent offensive people. Um, Josh McDaniels going to the going to the Raiders. Oh, you, <laughs> I was, oh man, you love that. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I, I I love it, but I feel bad for the Raiders. Um, I really do. I hate that guy. He came in and just like destroyed the Broncos for the two or three years he was there, drafting Tebow in the first round. Ugh. Here's oh, the fun God. part. I think he's I think he's ready for another shot. I think he's oh probably. <laughs> like he I, probably I, learned a lot. And also, uh, also, also related to the NFC East, like Patrick Graham going from the Giants out there to the Raiders with him, a, a former uh, Patriots connection. I think they're both like Patrick Graham has proven he's a legit defensive coordinator. Yeah, he had yeah. a very bad Giants defense playing, punching way above their weight for the past oh, yeah. two years. Oh yeah. Um, I I think low key this is like a good side, like good hires and. I'm like, but do you think he goes in and tries to rebuild that team, or do you think he takes the fact that they made the playoffs and keep working with that? Like, I've heard rumors that they're going to get rid of Carr, and and I wouldn't be surprised I, if I McDaniel's tries to get somebody a little. I read really? the okay. I thought, I thought I read that he pitched uh, Davis on like a like a strong vision of the team with Derek Carr, and that he was like very optimistic about Derek. Carr. I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr can win a Super Bowl. I think yeah. he's got the capabilities. He's he's definitely one of the he's he's surprisingly an entertaining quarterback to watch. He's pretty yeah. cool. I uh yeah, got I got nothing against him. I'm I'm very interested to see the AFC West is going to be fun next year. I think so. If it, well, it depends upon what the Broncos end up doing. Um the if they can get a quarterback. <laughs> it was. It it sure was. I just I the Broncos are the last team to not have a quarterback. Everyone, all the other teams have a quarterback set in stone, good to go. Um, but if the Broncos can get an Aaron Rodgers or um, who the hell else could we potentially? Oh, Matt Ryan, I heard even like I might even take that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I prob- um, my only problem with the Raiders is I, I similarly to you, Chris. Like I do like Derek Carr, but he's he's. He's in the prime of his career and he's going to leave it in like the next one to two years. As yeah. of, you know what I mean? So it's like their window is much shorter mm-hmm. than the Chargers and the Chiefs right now. And I think that the Chargers and the Chiefs are already better. So it's yeah. like I, even yep. even if like even if the Raiders can like squeeze more out of Derek Carr in the next one to two years, if they don't end up on like a like a fluky run to the Super Bowl. Now they're going to go through another rebuild before they are, they're competitive with the Chiefs and Chargers again. Yeah, because I think the Chiefs and Chargers are going to be very good for the next five to seven years. They're going to be good for a long time. Yeah, and, it's, it's, uh, I do not want to admit that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and the same with the Broncos too. It's like if you get a rental vet this year, you're still looking for your rookie that can like uh, bat with Herbert and Mahomes. Because if mm-hmm. if if those teams don't have that, then it's just going to be their show for the next yep. four to six years, you know? Mm-hmm. We just got to see who buys the Broncos. Yeah. I Like, if I'm the NFL, right, whether it's taking Snyder's place or what, there's plenty of rich people. <laughs> Can we bring it back to hat. Snyder? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if, if I'm Jeffrey Bezos, and I've been talking to Roger Goodell about wanting to get in on this, this racket, right? Like, I want to buy it, right? Like, 
how is Roger Goodell looking at this being like, you know what? I'd rather keep Snyder around than bring Bezos into the fold. Like, how is that actually a thing that people yeah. want? You know what I yeah. mean? That's Am- that Amazon, be- Amazon field at mile high. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the moon. <laughs> Cloud based baby. <laughs> Next, next space venture. It's just Jeff yeah. Bezos and John Elway just giving thumbs ups. Like, yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what Bezos is waiting for. He doesn't want to hire an Earth team. He wants to buy. He wants to found the first yeah. like, moon NFL team. Can we yeah. can we build a stadium on the moon? Can we do it? The Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> the moon. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> Let's do it, Space Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, God, that's such a concept. <laughs> Jerry Jones and Bezos going in together to, to get the first <laughs> NFL team. Oh, my Cowboys. God. <laughs> you got to pick, pick their location. What are they going to be, the Sea of Tranquility Space Cowboys? There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. They're going to have, like, thousands of passing yards, like tens of thousands a year. <laughs> You could throw like a thousand yard pass. <laughs> There'll have to be stoppages of play because the ball will just leave Moon's yeah. gravity and it'll just go out into yeah, space. Stoppage of play, yeah. new ball. You know, what, you know what Dak Prescott will say? He'll, you know, when he's trying to give the ball to the ref or to his center, he's going to blame gravity. <laughs> <laughs> like gravity got in the way. I didn't get if if, if I can move faster, <laughs> we would have been able to get the snap off. That the moon has one sixth the gravity that Earth has. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember when uh, they're having problems with like the huge jumbotron at ATT Stadium being too low and like punts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It? yeah. The problem mm-hmm. up there is like punts are just not going to return. They just don't come back. <laughs> just don't come back. Yeah. You actually you don't punt the ball. You actually like. We play like the little flicking football like thing. Yeah, you remember the, the little flicking football game you played in like the middle school? Football, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they do instead. Oh my god. god. A whole space cowboy finger football league on the moon. This is where we're going. This is this solves CTE. This is the future. <laughs> It sure does. Yeah, the oh impacts just can't be as hard, you know, on the moon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've cured CTE, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to close out the season. All right, boys. Uh, until, until more garbage happens in this division, <laughs> uh, join the Discord. It's in the show notes. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts. Send an email. Um until until this division does more stuff i'll talk to you guys later (laughs) have a good one bye